welcome to The Gray Area, where I dispense advice and give interviews on relationships between gamers. My name is Genesee Gray, and this is the 12th podcast in a weekly series titled The Legacy Remix. Last week's episode was a conversation with Gratoris on Rift, his guild The Legacy, and various other MMOs. Please visit www.genesee.com, the Gray Area homepage, and add to the forum discussion on this topic, and to tell me your story. Today is Sunday, April 10th, and this week we speak with Ice, Divinity, Meetsim, Tina, Wemmick, and Kratoris again, all members of the same guild. Welcome to the show, guys. I really think this is kind of a historic moment for the gray area. This is really the most guests I've ever had on at once, so we'll see. We'll see if we make it through the entire thing, but thank you guys for being here and being willing to talk. So, let's start with news of the week. What is going on in your world, individuals? What is new in the game or out of it? Uh, are you enjoying Lady Elspeth's little uh, Soul Stream Death Rift Fun Fest, or what's going on with you guys? Yeah, she's she's wicked hot. <laughs> <laughs> wicked, but not hot. I don't know. Yeah, I, I love I love how she breathes into the mic. <laughs> yeah, that's always a turn on. So I've heard. Yeah. So I, at the low level, the lowly little twenty-five that I am, I don't have a lot of exciting uh, dungeons going on. But I don't know. You guys are close to fifty, so what do you guys run at that level? I've been getting into the T twos a little bit last uh, week or so. What is that? Tell me about that. Well, once you hit level fifty, uh, there's a few levels, that, a few dungeons that are like high forties. Mm-hmm. Then you can enter tier ones where all the dungeons are back again, and you can go in them on expert mode, and they're much much harder. And then kind of once you do those for a while, you can get better gear, and then you can... Okay. Uh, tier tier 2 is even harder than the Tier 1s. So Tier 1 would be like the heroic equivalent in, if you're going to play World of Warcraft. And what would be Tier 2? Like, how difficult is that? That would be like that would be like the X, the, the heroic in World of Warcraft on, on, like, uh, on like, speed. <laughs> okay. So has anyone in the guild been able to do Tier 2s? I've done a couple bosses. I've done a couple but like i i can like when i tank them because i play a tank if i'm not healed for about four seconds the group will wipe it's, uh, it's crazy yeah they're hitting for like four and five k on a pretty pretty decently geared tank and that's that's insane so what's the story when you get to that level as far as lore in the game um well the, the lore is that, that we're obviously fighting the planar invasions i mean mm-hmm. that's from day one um, when you get into the tier ones and tier twos, you're you're talking about they're in- introducing more bosses like in um, IT, for example. Since you know that one, um, Alsbeth actually manages to take over Elium, which is the main heroic guy that helps you out at the end, and forces him to open up an ancient chamber that uh, hides away like an ancient evil. Okay. So we have to go destroy that ancient evil and thwart Alsbeth's plans. I did ask her to dinner, and she said no. <laughs> well, maybe you can find out her plans over dessert sometime, if you can work that out, but... Uh, you know, I'm not Chianti, I'm just waiting. You know, it's, uh, it's the main game. Tina, you're okay with this? This is fine with you? Uh, that's how he won me over. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Let's see, my news of the week is I finally got my computer back. That you, that you know I have uh, been missing the last week or so, and their guests... And it was a guess. Is this? It is the solid state drive that went bad. So uh, hopefully this week I can persuade Womack to install a new one, and maybe I'll actually get to play a little bit more. Yay! So let's see. Also, the Gray Area Podcast 
has been officially sponsored. So that's pretty exciting. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. The company is called MapHook, and MapHook hasn't emailed me what they'd like me to say in this show about their company, so I'm going to throw up in the field to play a little guessing game. (laughs) What do you think the MapHook site does? MapHook. Yes. It's what's for dinner. Uh, Okay. Do you think it's a mapping protocol for sandy bits of land? I don't know. It's the other white meat. It's the other white meat? It sounds tasty. MapHook sounds tasty to you. You'd like to have that? Let's have some well, no, noodles and map hooks. It's like map quest, map hook. I mean, it's the other way. Oh, know. I see. Oh, it's an upgrade to map quest. An upgrade to map quest. Okay. Maybe it is where you go fishing, Dave. Yeah, show all your favorite fishing spots, right? Well, that that could be too. No, I think whatever it could they be. are. We've said we've plugged MapHook about 15 times. I think they should be pretty happy with that. <laughs> I would like it if they were a compilation of people who like to crochet maps. I think that would be awesome. But that is not what they are. So, um, Crocheting maps. Yeah. But I'm going to put a link on the Gray Area website, so if anyone's actually interested in what they are, they can go there and uh, click the link to find out now, or just wait till next week when I'll tell you, and you won't have to wait for the super secret truth. But Well, maybe you can get... Maybe you can get Crit's son to actually say map hook, and that'll be another, you know, kicker for him. A little cute baby say, saying G- map Gino? hook. That would be awesome. Gino, come here, buddy. Come here. Say oh. map hook. Yay! Oh, there you go. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Good job, buddy. Now you can plug that in, you know. I love that. You know what? I wanna, I'm going to record that later and use that. That is great. If you guys would let me have a cute little baby saying map hook because that is just adorable. Absolutely. And see, your son could be a star before he's even five, and that's good. It's better than what he was saying earlier. He was saying pack and meat. <laughs> what? Are you corrupting this innocent no, child? Not... All right, all right. I, I called Ice on the phone, and he was putting away his groceries. And I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm packing my meat right now. Mm-hmm. I said, you're packing your meat? And my son mm-hmm. says, pack me. Pack me. Pack me. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. It's just wrong. I died laughing when I heard I had nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> I see. Yeah, you have an innocent face on. Yeah. Alright, let me ask you guys some guild questions. Uh, we talked a little bit about the legacy last week with Crit, but um, I wanted to ask how long you guys have all been a guild, and how many of the original members do you think are left from the first guild? Well, Jerry started. Yeah, yeah I think that's uh, that's how you started, Jerry. Six years ago, I started uh, the legacy on the Anetheron server. Um, we were associated with another uh, guild there. We're the two biggest guilds on the Alliance side for that server. Considering the server only had maybe 3,000 people on it, and we had almost 1,000 members between the two guilds. That was World of Warcraft? Yeah. And when was that, like Vanilla WoW? or? Yeah, Vanilla WoW. Okay. And then uh, after that, we got tired of not being able to progress. <clears throat> so we ended up uh, switching servers to Manoroth. Mm-hmm. And that's when we started doing our progressing really well and and got a solid group. Um, we moved from an Etheron. We brought approximately 20 people with us. Those were the founding members. And uh, we have probably 
15 of those founding members that are still um, around. So Wow, that's amazing. So you guys are still have been friends for over six years. Well, yeah, because I'm I'm the you know the the guild perv and <laughs> I talk, I talk all the crap and get everybody going. So yeah. Hey, daddy. Hey, daddy. <laughs> so everyone sticks around. Uh, <laughs> they, they, they keep coming see back what I'm for more. Next is basically what it is. They figure if we hang around long enough, Ice is actually going to do something stupid, which I on a daily basis we just don't catch it as much yeah, we love this we, we, we love to hear what the Santi's gonna say next so how many people would you say the average membership of the guild runs other than the, the core 15 or 20 in world of warcraft we had a couple hundred members yeah um in rift uh not so much we've had maybe 30 um members i think that have joined the guild Okay. Uh, since we've come to Rift, it's been a little harder to recruit, but you know we we haven't had the six years of uh, being around and being familiar as we did with WoW. That's true. How how would you say the guild differs in Rift than uh, than it was in World of Warcraft? Do you think there's a difference? Um, the, the only difference I see is that uh, Jerry was the guild leader in WoW. I became the guild leader in Rift um, mainly because we were still going to be playing both the games, you know, doing raiding and. I wanted to take some of the pressure off him, um, but it's kind of, other than that, I mean, you know, we live and uh, die by the Jerry, Jerry philosophy. <laughs> okay, I've heard that you're a big fan of Vent, is that the Jerry philosophy? The get on Vent, get your butt on Vent right now? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah that's, that's a big thing. What other games do you guys play besides World of Warcraft and Rift? Do you have any other MMOs? I know Crit is like the MMO master, and we went through this last week with the uh, dozen so MMOs that he plays. But what about you guys? What about Meat or um, Divinity and Tina? Tina, so neglected. Speak up, lady. Represent. <laughs> Represent. Viva Tina. la revolution! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, MMOs are the ones that you play. Anyone, help me out. I think my first one was uh, Star Trek Klingon Academy. Wow, really? Yeah, I used to be a Klingon commander. In, uh, I bet you were. That was on your Commodore, right? No, that was actually, I think, the first pen name or something like that. I can't believe that you admitted that you were a Klingon. Hey, that was the colonel, man. Took them all into stealth mode and uh, we did what we had to do. Okay. <laughs> He's not picking that up, though. I'm a big Star Trek fan, so I like that. And did I on for like a year? I gave out a po because of lack of progression in it. Okay. Uh, Battlefield 1942. Actually, I got with the developers, and I was uh, doing a lot of beta stuff with them. Going in and checking the train out and everything before it was released. Excellent. Very, so very you like game the game games though. with the story, it sounds like. The ones that you're picking kind of are pretty classic uh well-developed stories. Yeah, I think the, actually, actually there's one I did before that. It's before the internet. I used to do it over a military network, and that was the one before World of Warcraft. Just, just, just called Warcraft. Okay. Was that the internet that Al Gore invented? <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking that he was playing Leisure Suit Larry. No, <laughs> that was an actual game, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah, was. was. I actually did Warcraft over a military network back in 1984. So that's before the internet. I've played Warcraft, you know, just the regular PC version that's not online and things like that. 
what is the difference between this one and the ones we've played, like Warcraft, Warcraft one, two, and three? Is this uh, like that? That's what, that's what it was. Okay. You'd make, You'd make moves, moves and wait for the other guy to make his moves over us. What about you, Christina? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> my first MMO was uh, World of Warcraft. Um, a friend of mine actually got me into it back in high school, but I didn't have the time for it or the money. And then when I got with um, Crit, I uh, got up to 84, I think, in uh, World of Warcraft, mm -hmm. and then he got me into Rift. And you abandoned your character at 84, is that what you're telling me? You didn't want to do that last level, the one last level to say that you you got the highest level. She was well, gone like Donkey Kong. I've got 12 level 85s. No, that that's wrong. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just a wild man, I'm going to tell you. Okay. I have 12 level 85s on World of Warcraft. How many of them are droves? And because of... <laughs> um, but, but the whole thing is, is you... When, when um, Blizzard was sold, and they decided they're going to come out with the expansion of Cataclysm, they screwed World of Warcraft. And it pissed me off to no end. So I was looking for something that was new, and something that was going to be interesting enough to keep my attention. And Rift, I got in on the beta, um, and it immediately was something that I found a lot better. Than, Did you, uh, do you remember what, uh, do you remember the conversation we were having? We were playing WoW and Dave was in, in Vent and Dave goes, have you guys seen that, uh, Rift game? <laughs> or however he talks. And uh, he's like, <laughs> he's like, uh, we were like, nah, you know, we're not interested. And then, you know, I started signing up for beta, and, and uh, I, Jerry did it at the same time I did. He gets in beta, like, immediately. And starts playing the wonderful world of Rift. And yeah. <laughs> so it was great. And then that's when the chaos started. That's how you all ended up moving from World of Warcraft to Rift. Yeah, we, we, we follow the, uh, we follow the rabbit down the looking, uh, down the looking glass. I think it was. <laughs> through the looking glass? The rabbit. Yeah, through the looking glass. Yes. Oh, never mind. I think he was thinking it was going down through the hole, but he didn't want to say the hole. He just... Yeah. I was try I'm trying to help keep it clean, so I gotta balance you now, man. <laughs> do you guys still play in World of Warcraft, or did you <laughs> completely abandon it and move to Rift? Yeah, I'm all done. I just shut it down for a while. Shut it Do's down. Rift. I still have my account up. Um, I go on because I'm the guild leader, so I have to check on things. Um, well, if you have 12 uh, level 85s, you're pretty invested. I mean, I don't think I could walk away from that pretty easily. Well, I don't. Are... I don't play them. You know, I've only keep my one account up. Um, the other three, I I shut down. Yeah, you're like me. I ran four accounts. Oh. Yeah, I I had six accounts at one time, and it was just ridiculous. So, so you talk about characters. one person leaving, and then you start talking. You know, we have two accounts, and Jerry has you know four to six accounts, and Dave has four accounts, and. You think about those one or two people leaving, and it starts to really add up for, you know, for Blizzard. Maybe they should take note. That's true. I want to go back to Tina, because Tina's amazing, and I haven't heard enough Tina. It's like cowbell. Yeah, you have place. to have more cowbell. More, more, more cowbell. Yes, more <laughs> Tina. So, so Tina, did you know Crit 
um, before you guys got together in game? Had you played together or? Um, well, we've been friends for six years. Um, actually going on seven. And we've been married for almost four. Um, and it was actually an old job that he was at that got him back into the Warcraft. And he got me back into it. And, you know, I like to take my time with it. And, you know, I'm kind of a slowpoke, but, you know, I'd, I enjoy the games. So you were real life, real life friends, and then because he was playing, you got in? Or were you already kind of interested in the game and, and ended up finding out that he had played as well? Um, since that one night at my friend's house, I've always been interested in World of Warcraft. Um, and I didn't find out that he liked WoW until, oh god, when his, his work got him back into it. And then I'm like, cool, another thing I have in common with my husband. I keep secrets. <laughs> you know, I have to go back to the since that one night at my friend's house because that sounds like a really good <laughs> <laughs> intro. To the, I, uh, since I that one night, what happened that night? <laughs> it was all it was all picnic baskets, love making, and World of Warcraft. <laughs> oh, yes. it was a night I'll never forget. Um, that, when we met, it was uh, you know, we had met off offline, and I actually snagged her when she turned like eighteen. So, so that's that's when I first met her. I was waiting for her to get legal. That's when I swooped in. I've heard that about you. You're 17, but when you hit 18, it's all over, girl. I'm it's all you. over. I'm telling you. You're 17 now, but you just wait. <laughs> so, on the note of uh, relationships, which we were sort of talking about, um, how do the officers in the legacy deal with kind of relationship issues that might arise in the guild? Because the guilds I've been in, there's all sorts of crazy relationship issues that happen where people have issues with each other, or they have issues with loot, or issues with officers, or something else. Do you have those things sort of arise in, in the legacy that you've had to deal with? Oh my goodness, Jerry's had a real nightmare to deal with through anything. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't deal with any of them. Either they like it or they don't. If they don't, they can get the hell out. It's really simple. I mean, we have people that don't want to, uh, you know, like with the loot and like that. We have one guy that's greedy. We all know he's greedy. So I make it a point of making his life a living hell. It's that simple. But until he stops his greedy ways, his life will be hell on the game. And he's the moron for sticking around long enough for me to make his life a hell. <laughs> okay, so we, we go w it's, with a Nazi form of uh, therapy there. <laughs> it, well, it, it's basically one of those things that you know. It's called we, tough love. Tough yeah, love. Yeah, we, we we go into a group and we raid and we we feel like we can split loot and make sure that everybody gets something and try to spread it around. And we just don't have time for the greed. You know, you got to you got to move past that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's always another raid next week. Exactly. Uh, like one lock. One, one week uh, we, we did Halfus and a really nice trinket dropped. And, you know, I'd already started getting some gear and, and procuring things. I just passed on it and made sure that the lock had a shot at it. Because why, why should I take it? I already had two epic trinkets. The next week it dropped again. And I wound up winning it. Excellent. Well, yeah. if you do have a fast enough turnaround that you're always doing things, I think it would be less you know of an issue where if you're just running something once a week or once every couple weeks it's like everybody's fighting for the last cookie so that, that's a good thing in the guild to be active and it kind of prevents some of that I think well we try to share the and and 
I had a big thing when I started the guild. The reason I started the guild was because I at selective uh, groups, and I don't like anybody being favored over anybody else. Um, and the way I run the guild was everybody's equal. Rank doesn't mean crap. If you can't be a team player, there's no reason to be in the guild. And I let people know this. So if somebody needs gear more than the other, then we will pass it from whoever won the role to that person. And this way, they'll be as geared as everybody else and makes everything fair. Because any favoritism isn't going to work. And and Legacy, was, Legacy was also catering to family. Remember, I had my two kids in her with us. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me very afraid there, Ice. There's two small children in the vent channel. <laughs> I don't know, small. No, I mean, no, they weren't small. Are... There's a difference. If there's kids, then we have to have respect. Um, I mean, we had a six-year-old, and this kid was a really good tank. Hmm. And the crap that I would take for that kid, because he was, he was a good kid. And there were people in the guild that did not want that kid in our guild. But we had his mom, his dad, and we had him. And this kid would do anything for anybody in the guild. But people were bitching and complaining because, um, oh, he's only six and he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, yes, he does know what he's doing. And he was out tanking the people that were complaining about it. That's why they were complaining. <laughs> wow. And, you know, it, to this day, you know, there's some of us, like one muck, he'll always go, my God, I miss him. You know, but there's others. Thank God he's gone. Mm -hmm. but awesome kid. Right. Even in, with PvP, that kid, no matter how many times he died, he would not get mad. He'd be there to help you. And he'd run right out there. And it, it's right. just funny. Well, it sounds like you're pretty open-minded. Awesome. Well, nobody yeah. even knew this kid was six years old until somebody told him. Yeah, yeah I mean, honestly, hard. it's like, we don't, like, discourage age. However... If somebody comes in and they're blatantly immature, and I'm not talking, you know, we joke around and have a great time. But if they're blatantly just overly immature, you know, I pwn noobs and blah, 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 you know, there's no place for that. Another thing Ice does is he usually has a, a picnic once every so often. Real life, you get together and have yeah. a meeting? Yeah, we, we usually have like a year, each year we have a get together. And we have it at different members' houses throughout the country. The first year, I put it on here at my house, and then we went to Lake George, and we rented one of the um, resort, and it had an indoor water park, and we had big, you know, suites that slept 14, 15 people, and then we went to Six Flags, Cool Fool got in some trouble because he was scalping tickets. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God, that sounds so much like Cool Fool. Mm. He was. We had like 12 tickets left over. He's like, I'm going out there to sell them before we get, you know, before we leave. <laughs> well, he gets out there. He sold all of them but two. The last two he got in trouble. But it was funny. <laughs> cool, fool. <laughs> but then after that, we had our get-together in Chicago. Uh, uh, it was um, Guy and Brenda's house out in Chicago. And we went, it, it was 4th of July weekend, we went to Navy Pier and we saw the fireworks and we went downtown Chicago, um, we went to Geno's East, which is an awesome pizza place. 
it cost us like three hundred dollars for pizzas. Ooh. Um, wow. Yeah, it was awesome. It, they were two really big pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was six very small pizzas, and that's what was really pissy about it. Three hundred bucks. It better have been the best pizza you ever ate. Oh, I'm going to tell you what it was. Ah. It was probably three inches deep. It was some of the best pizza we ever had. So, yeah, and then we rode the trains and we went all over the place. We went to uh, Six Flags out there, uh, Great America. We went to a water park where we rented a cabana and, and it had, you know, internet and it had TV and you could cook out and all that. We had a great time. We spent a week out there. And we were planning on it this year, going to be here, but economy and like that, people can't afford to do it. So, welcome to come on out, you know, if they want to take a vacation. I mean, and you can cuddle on Jerry's new Tempur Pedic Cloud, too. That's <laughs> right. Oh. With Jerry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he loves, he loves My, the bromances and the man sandwiches. He's welcoming you know, that way. You can twirl your hair, twirl your finger through his back hair, you know, a little bit yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Hold it. Hold oh, it. yeah. That's the only place you still got here, right? Okay. That's right. Oh, man, Dave. <laughs> and Super Chicken set his aircraft down with pinpoint accuracy. Kind of a blunt pinpoint, wasn't it? Any landing you can walk away from is a good one, Fred. All right, let's move on to listener questions. Um, I'm going to answer a few of our listener questions, and then I'd like you guys to... Lord help us. Add your input afterwards, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Mac asks, I've been a member of my Nagrand Oceanic Horde Guild for almost two years. I'm very fond of it. I'm second in command and have an excellent relationship with the GM and her partner in-game. They're lovely people and are extremely generous and supportive players. Problem is, the guild pretty much died pre-Cata. All the raiding players took their tunes out to play in more raid-centric guilds leaving only a few semi-active players. Our guild is not a hardcore raiding guild, but neither is it a leveling guild. It's rather halfway in between. But we can't seem to get new members. I've tried asking in trade a few times, and the GM put a note up in the forum, but we've had no luck. There are so many guilds on the ground now that are out advertising for members. We're lucky to have six people on at any time. So I'm asking for any suggestions. Does anyone have any idea how to bolster our numbers, what incentives to offer, and how can we attract more tanks and healers to enable us to start doing things as a guild? So that's the question, and my uh, answer to that question is... I think a good option that worked for me in the past as an officer is to team up with a friend's guild and be sister guilds. You have to be cautious with this as far as looting rules, but it's worked well for me in uh, Lich King. Uh, we've done some two 10-man teams where we've grouped up. Um, each guild had a 10-man team, and we made a 20-man, and then we just pugged extra five or else grabbed guildies who might be around that aren't on that often. And then uh, usually we had a rule where we'd split the Serenite or other respective rewards or alternate it every week. Um, but you have to have the loot rules spelled out pretty clearly. And obviously you can update this kind of method for Cataclysm, or you could use it in Rift or another game, but you get the idea. Also have making a common channel that both guilds can join to advertise quests that you're doing and things like that is also useful. And people can end up kind of moving back and forth between the vents and running quests together pretty often. And what happens usually is one guild will end up absorbing the other. But by the time that happens, everyone's pretty much friends and it doesn't seem to upset kind of guild dynamics because you end up spending so much time running with each other that it, uh, it works out. 
So, do you guys have any thoughts on that? Well, we had, um, we had issues like that. Because we really, um, we tried the joining another guild route, um, and loot issues came up, caused a lot of problems. But what we found was do as many pubs with as many of the guild members that you have and that you enjoy playing with. And then while you're running, find out who's not happy with whatever guild they're in it with or if they're guildless, make them offers. And tell them, bring them in, they've got a raid spot, you know, an offer. Because the more people that you pub with and you play with, you'll learn. And if you like the way they play, fight them. Because they may not be happy, they may not say anything about it, but they may be like, you know, hey, I could, I could actually enjoy running with these guys. We made it fun. We had a good time. We're not, we weren't a big raiding guild. We had 400 members, but we didn't, we weren't a hardcore raiding and we weren't a leveling guild. We were just a guild of people that were having fun and enjoying the game and finding the same people to do that is how you're going to do it is go through the raids like we did. And with Caddy, you only need 10 members. 10 solid members to do any kind of raiding now. So, I mean, it's not going to be hard to fill your raid uh, groups. So, I mean, it's real fun like that. Jerry completely took the words out of my mouth as far as the uh, pugging and getting people in that way and making offers. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's pretty much what I was going to say. Okay. Because I never, ever advertised in trade. Really? I never, <clears throat> never went to trade. I thought if you went to trade... My theory was if you're looking in trade, you're looking to take any kind of person that's out there. And I don't want to raid with any type of person. I want to raid with people that I enjoy raiding with. And you've seen them actually use their character. Yeah, I want them to know that they know how to play. Genesee and I, uh, in the guild before this last one, we met them because uh, they were doing a pickup of uh, raid out in one of the old contents for Burning Crusade, I think it was, it was AQ40, it was the, um... Eldwar, I believe it was. But, uh, they were doing a raid and you just happened to meet them and we tagged along and suddenly they started talking to us like, hey, you know what, we feeling here, are you interested in, um, trying out, you know, our guild and that's how we wound up getting in. I'm gonna say, even if you're casual, you still gotta have a, a schedule that you kind of stick to. Because mm -hmm. if you don't keep stuff scheduled, people are just going to start floating away. By the time we were downing Lich King and like that, um, we were running two to three um, ten-man raids. Just blowing through there and, and you know, downing the, you know, ICC with no problem. And we were having a good time. Cata came out, things changed. It was really a big, major, drastic change enough to change people's minds about playing the game and the characters they wanted and all that. So now you're, you're fighting against a new type. It's not going to be hard, but, you know, don't concentrate on 25 man because 10 man drops exactly the same amount or same type of gear as 25. Just it does currently, although it won't in 4.1, which is something I don't think they should change. They're going to increase the frequency of drops in the 25 and keep it the same in the 10-man, but it won't matter to me because I don't think I'll be back in World of Warcraft. I'm kind of a mixed feelings 
on the trade chat advertisement. Uh, in the guild we were in before, I was the recruitment officer, and, and basically my main task was to advertise in trade and then vet the people that I got responses from and take them on kind of trial uh, group runs to see if they were decent enough to actually recruit. And I think it's kind of the same concept of sifting through the sand for gold because there are the people that want that instant invite, you know, that very second, and they're not going to stick around to do kind of a trial. But I think you do definitely have to at least run with somebody a couple times to get an idea of how they play and what kind of person they are before you recruit them rather than just grabbing anybody that whispers you out of trade chat. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with that. Of course, to be honest with you, when we were in beta, I met Meat, and I met Erica just doing a trade thing, and they, they wanted to join, and I was like, let's give it a shot. And, I mean, you know, we've got, from from Erica, we have a bunch of members that we met you guys. Uh, Meat has been a solid tank and a solid player, so, I mean, sometimes you can, you know, hit gold right off the bat. Um, I read this article today. It's an older article as well, but I wonder what you guys thought about this person's tips for keeping a guild together and if you thought that they were uh, kind of a method that you've used in the past. Let me read this article. It gets a little bit long, but um, afterwards, if you want to comment. Julie Wenzel wrote um, on how to keep a guild together. Her tips were all officers are well informed. She said, make sure there's no separation between officers. If the guildmaster is only talking to a select few, or if officers are only going to certain officers for discussion, it creates a lot of tension and mistrust between each other. If not all officers are well informed, it could call it, cause a guild split due to officers feeling clicks between each other and not part of the whole team. Um, her second one was keep the guild active, which we've, we've kind of discussed a little bit about making sure that things are happening so people don't, uh, don't get annoyed and end up looking for other guilds. Um, keep the drama out, obviously. Avoid clicks. This may be one of the hardest things to do because everyone wants to come on and play with who they want. This is perfectly fine, but including all members is essential. I've been part of a guild that the clicks got so bad they would lie to other members that there was no room in a raid when there was. Even if you don't feel like there are clicks, other people might not feel the same. Do your best to announce to everyone that they're welcome to join, and avoid calling out any particular member by name for a particular run. Example, if there are five priests online and your friend heals a lot, do not log in and ask in guild chat, heals a lot, would you like to come to heal? Because that might seem like a friendly invite, but to others, they might wonder why they're never asked to go and heals a lot always is asked. Don't take threats, and don't let others, even officers, tell you it's over. So what do you guys think about those? Would you add any to that, or do you think that's... I think with the rate counter, that's got to rid of all those problems. Everybody can sign up in advance. Whether they'll be there or not. That's true. Yeah, I, th I think with, uh, I mean, some of those tips, yeah, they're, they're very good, but human beings have a natural tendency to have a tribal mentality and group together and click together, and you're going to find more people that you like to group with and, you know, some people you might not as, as much. I don't think you should penalize people for that or, you know, hurt people for that, but... I do understand the need to try to be inclusive too. You know, you need to try to bring new people and, and kind of grow the tribe as as opposed to being static and not having new new faces and new members. You know, in Legacy, a lot of times an officer would step out so another player could take his spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even if it was somebody new. Yeah. It's a matter of keeping common sense on situation or some sort of consistency between situations. You know, if you run into a problem. 
treat the problem the same way as often as you possibly can based on what's going on instead of just seeming arbitrary and therefore someone thinking they're going to get a good you know, roll of the dice if, uh, if an officer with a problem. The other thing is uh, getting them more involved in the guild. He's assigned different, different roles to him, a new member to make him feel like he's part of it. I think another thing is, is like loot. You know, when you do bring new people to raids, the one thing that always annoyed me is when you would play favoritism or tell that person who's working just as hard as everybody else that you're new so you can't have this or you don't have a shot at something. Um, you know, why would somebody want to go to a raid, you know, aside from the friendship if they have no shot at, at getting any rewards or if they're treated badly? So you have to really make sure that the people you bring, they're also getting items, they're having fun, they're upgrading, they're taking part. It can't just be, hey, you're filling a spot and you're going to do what we tell you and, uh, you know, that's that. Reserved items, I think, is a ridiculous concept. I've always said so. I mean, I love that when people advertise in in a trade chat and say, well, we're forming this particular group, but this item is reserved. <laughs> I just think that's funny. Yeah, we've never... Yeah. It makes no sense. Doesn't that? Yeah, yeah it's, it's all about making people feel at home and wanted and cared about. And that's, that's, you know, we all play to have friends. If, if it weren't for the friend aspect of an MMO, I think the, the concept would have been pretty short-lived. And it wouldn't have gotten very fuzzy Oh, you know, I, you know I love you, uh, Jerry. And, and you love me. You just won't admit it. See, he admits it. I admit it. Meeting, meeting Crit was, you know, there's there's not a lot of bullshit that he puts up in front of him as a shield. So when we first met him, it was, okay, Crit's going to play as himself. Here's how he is. If you like it, cool. Um, if you don't, okay, pop. But... He wound up working really well with him, going out and um, going through IT and doing yeah, and that's that's how it is with uh, well, with me and Crit. I mean, he saw how I ran my raids, and he actually liked the you know the, my demeanor, <laughs> and basically, if people didn't like it, okay, because this is a game, and we're not doing this. We're not making money, and we're not yeah. doing this as a business. We're here to have fun, and if you can't have fun, <laughs> and get out of my group. It's that simple. Yeah, I remember it was like, who was it, Mogris? We had this tank, and he was so overly impulsive. He wouldn't take five seconds to make sure that a group was ready, and that everybody there was well-informed about a boss fight. So he'd run in, pull, and he'd rush it, and rush it, and rush it, and we'd constantly wipe, and then he'd complain that we were wiping. And then when we try to have a good time and explain a fight, he'd get a little irritated. And it's like, listen, I'm not in here, you know, so you can be Mr. Serious Man, okay? <laughs> I'm in here to have a good time. It's a video game. And me, me and Ice get along well because we just go and have fun and we tell it like it is. And we don't really hold anything back from each other. <laughs> you know, we just, if we have something on our minds, we say it. And people respond well to it because it's, it's truth. You don't get a lot of that on the internet. That's probably what makes us a little different as a guild, is because you get that truth from us. Exactly. Were I you just laughing, me? <laughs> Were you just Meat's laughing? laughing at you? Meat's like laughing at me right now. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I don't hide anything. I don't have anything to hide. I mean, it's a damn game. If you can't play the game and enjoy it, why are you playing it? Okay. Yeah, I'm fat. I'm old, and I'm and I don't have any teeth. But you know what? I'm 
sure that I enjoy my time on this internet. <laughs> if they don't like it, they can lick my ass. <laughs> Maybe, Crit, it would be a good time for you to give out the server info and the guild info in case anyone's interested in finding you guys in Rift. Well, we're on Narlwood. Uh, it's narlwood.narlwood.narlwood. <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> it's gnarly, it's wood, yeah. go there. It's G-N. It's like, gnarlwood with a gnar. Like a gn- gnar. Gnarl. Like a gnarwood. A gnarwood, yeah. N- gnarlwood, uh, basically, you know, if, if you want to come and, and look us up, uh, you can find me. I'm Kratoris, Jerry Ice, Dave is Divinity, Tina plays as... Um, Azeline. There we go. And Meet Sim is just Meet Sim. Okay, he's, he's who he is. Um, you know, you can find us. I'm also on my other tune, Celine. Uh, if you guys want to stop by, check us out. And then we have Orson. And if you can't find Orson with O R S E N, just keep plugging in vowels, and eventually you'll find him. <laughs> <laughs> because you can't find him nice. He's not very creative when it comes to changing his name, but he's a good guy. We're about to wrap up, so does anyone have anything they'd like to add before we're finished that they haven't gotten a chance to say yet tonight? I would love to hear more than one sentence come out of Tina's mouth. I know. Or me. Come on, Tina. I would like to say that uh, I haven't really had a game to play since Star Wars, and that was quite a few years ago, and I'm glad I met these guys. I'm having a lot of fun. Excellent. Yeah. Though he is Canadian, I mean. He's actually <laughs> one of the first Canadians that we've loved, uh, loved as much as we have. Yeah, we've actually, you know, enjoyed playing the game with him. I mean, yeah. he doesn't drink bag milk. <laughs> he doesn't drink maple syrup by the gallon, and he, and he doesn't call Canadian or calls ham Canadian bacon. He yes, knows he what Canadian bacon is. Oh, he, he he calls it Canadian bacon. Does he say you know? I say a, but uh, just a. Or, okay. A or a, or a boot? A Are boot? you a boot? Something? A boot? Actually, I don't know. That's that's a myth. I don't know people that say that. Okay. I say know, say I know about more Wisconsin. <laughs> let's let's hear it. About. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> About. That's awesome. I've had good experience with Canadians. I think it's a very laid-back country from the people that I've met, so. Right, Tina, lone female besides myself that I've had to encounter, besides Erica, who's never ever on, do you have anything to say before we leave? Um, well, Legacy is my favorite girl by far, um, because they're, they're so helpful, and, you know, they welcome you in. You know, I may be a slow player, but whenever I needed somebody to, you know, quest with, they'd be like, yeah, sure. I'd get like six people would be like, hey, hey, let's go do this. Thank you so much for having us all on here. We, we, uh, I, I know I can speak for everybody when I say we, we, we appreciated it. You're very welcome. And I think, Ice, what you meant to say was the pleasure for company was all you really wanted. Because running with her when she's on Red Bull is completely fun. I love it when she screams every other word, I have wings! I it's very fun. <laughs> I do want to say this about Ice, because, you know, we're all joking and everything, but he has always treated my wife with the utmost respect, and he has always made her feel welcome in this guild, and he has never let anybody say an ill, Ill word toward my wife. Because I'm secretly in love with her, okay? I know you. <laughs> but I'm secretly in love with yours. I mean, you know, it's a trade-off thing. You know, I, I love I love being yelled at and demeaned, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <I see it. laughs>
Okay, so wrapping up, if any of the listeners have suggestions about future topics or ways to improve the show, visit the new Gray Area website where you can find out the date and time for Ustream, and also you can reach the discussion page for this particular episode. You can hear the podcast and email me. So visit www.genesee.com to let me know your questions and to add to the current discussion. Also, I would really appreciate any feedback, even if there's no questions being asked. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter as Gray Area Podcast. Keep updated on the current info. So if you have any gray areas in your relationship and you'd like to submit a question, or maybe you need some advice and a new perspective, email me at genesegray at yahoo.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week with a new episode. <laughs>